Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. A Peruvian, a Cuban, and a Dominican enter a bar, and mayhem happens. It might just be the start of a joke, but no, it's the real thing. We may not be a bar, but mayhem will indeed happen. And this most definitely is the crossover you have all been waiting for. The Cooligans, a.k.a. Alexis Guerreros and Christian Polanco, join the show to chat about their beloved NYCFC. Some advice from Pierre, I'm always late, Obama Yang, and Everton Christmas wish list managers who could best play Santa and much much more. The Cooligans are here. La Cultura celebrates. Que Golazo begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Make sure to follow us on Que Golazo Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Que Golazo, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and so much more. Right then, when I said I'm excited, I meant it. This is finally happening everybody i want to welcome the cooligans to the show alexis guerreros and chris polanco chris because you showed up first how are you buddy <laughs> i am well i have uh, uh you know arrived on time awake <laughs> ready to go i don't drink coffee so water is all i need to get going thank I you so much I for having it. us and by the way, everybody, uh, just uh, following up on uh, Chris's comments there, you know, I don't like to do stereotypes, but guess who showed up later than everybody? The Apparently Cuban, the of calendar course. Item Alexis Guerreros, explain yourself. <laughs> Apparently the calendar wasn't in Cuban people time, and that is, that's not my fault. <laughs> also, Christian doesn't drink coffee. I just drank enough for the both of us, so no worries. And if a Cuban, a Peruvian, and a Dominican walk in a bar, based on what's happened right now, the Peruvian is paying <laughs> well I, I might steal the wallet from somebody else and then i'll pay myself but anyway, I, I just want to say we were ready for a 10 a.m taping and i get told that alexis is sleeping first of all i'm not even angry i'm not i'm tipping my hat off that is unbelievable anybody that can sleep past 9 a.m deserves an award alexis guerreros explain yourself uh, I am a comedian, and 10 a.m. is my 6 a.m. That is my explanation. <laughs> well, listen, you are most definitely, definitely reasoned with that one. And I, I just want to say it's been a long time coming for having the Cooligans here. Uh, so happy as Kego Lasso and Cooligans do the crossover. By the way, before the pandemic kind of broke off and started everything, my appearance on their show on FUBA was the very last one. And then Chris Mayhem just broke loose. Correct. Yes, you were the uh, the last in studio guest, and then they were like, you know what? Something happened when LME showed up. Uh, this place is contaminated, and we can't go back. Uh, there's something. It smells different. I don't know what was going. on. They were being super rude. I'm like, he's a good guy. They were like, this is this is the end, right? We can't do anything better than this. So let's just shut it down for two weeks and flatten the hilarity curve. I think little that's what I did the they news. know. Little did they know that they needed more sanitizer after approving Kevin. <laughs> and no, no, yeah, that you, yeah, you know, always it was an honor having you on the show, and yeah, you are our last in studio guest, and then yeah, then everything shut down, and we had to get in these in these boxes. We've been trapped in these little Zoom windows, <laughs> yeah, for uh, for like two mines. years. 
<laughs> I know. Uh, we, I feel like but, the villains in Superman 2 right now. Like, it's just like we can't get out. Like everybody else, and especially everybody in the soccer space, the show must go on. So we're, we're all trying to just, uh, you know, do, do continue uh, this going, you know? Give people good content, you know? Mm-hmm. Give people good content. And that's exactly what we're going to give you today, everybody. Welcome to Kego Lasso. Again, so happy. And we're going to do so much fun stuff. But we're going to begin uh, on NYCFC. Guys, obviously, you're a big part of the club's journey, representing. Of, we're all New Yorkers. We all met up there when uh, the mayor and City Hall celebrated the team winning their first ever MLS Cup. Alexis, I mean, how how good was it to just uh, be in that environment? It was insane. I mean, Christian and I kept looking at each other, you know, just being like, can you believe we're allowed to be in City Hall? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's first For a good reason, right? Yeah. yeah, we're not being paraded around and being shown what not to do uh, or for what other people what not to do. I mean, it was absolutely one of those incredible moments where you wonder to yourself, how far has soccer come in this country? How big is the sport of football in in, in a city like New York? And to win and have the city sort of react that way and and, uh, and to grab us and say, obviously not just us, but to grab the sport and say, you won for the city and we want to celebrate that, to me was absolutely insane. Yeah, and the getting to, you know, we, we, we've always said, like, the Cooligans would not exist if, uh, exist if NYCFC did not exist, right? We, that's where the the, the show began, uh, kind of in those stands, just uh, just supporting the team and joking around uh, with, uh, with other, like, supporters and stuff like that. And... You know, I'm I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and get, you know, I've seen I've gotten to see like the the New York Giants win, and and that's pretty much the the extent of like my sort of New York support fandom. But I'm not like a die hard like invested oh your season ticket holder for the New York Giants. How wealthy do you think I am? You know what I, mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> supporting a soccer team and then having them win yeah. is just something. It, it's so grassroots. It is so uh, um, community based, you know. I, I don't, I, you know, everybody who my, my friends who are Giants fans, we're, we're not like, you know, I would die for that man. I'm just like, he's all right, he's just another one of the guys that supports the, the yeah. But Eli every time Moxie Morales gets slide tackled, I'm hey, like, Yo, should I go out there? Yeah, exactly. Should I go out there? Cute as a button, Maxi Morales will always, will always take that. But to your point, though, about you know, just the growth of the game in the city, obviously, all of us are New Yorkers, we're all Latinos, and just how impactful that is. It has such a Latin American flair as well. I mean, Sean Johnson is an adopted Peruvian as far as I'm concerned, but it was a great, great moment for NYC. Let me ask you something very quick. Let's let's go with uh, Alexis first and Chris jump in. Tati Castellanos, obviously Golden Boot winner. Main. I mean, this kid, I interviewed him for the show. I know that you guys have talked to him as well. Like, just such a star. But, you know, it seems that maybe there's some interest in Europe. Thoughts on Tati staying, leaving? Alexis, what do you think? Not but. I mean, there's been there's been, uh, you know, interest from Palmeiras. Um, mm. You could tell I grew up in North New Jersey because I say Palmeiras. Palmeiras. Shouts to Ironbound section. Um, uh, you could, there was interest from Palmeiras in the past, and then he signed a, uh, an extension. Look, we're part of the city football group, whether people like it or not. And when, when that happens and you have a player that gets interest, there's a lot of options for them. They could sign with City, get loaned out. They could go to other clubs. And I think this is an opportunity where you're going to start to see a player that came from, you know, Montevideo City Torque or Club Atletico Torque in the past and has developed through a system of clubs like City Football has. And he shines at every level he goes. Golden Boot is no joke in this league. 
And yeah. he shines in every league he goes. I can't wait to see what else he could do. He just needs a better barber. Can we all agree on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell him that. I'm not going to. He slapped me. <laughs> he just, look, he takes some some risks, all right? Some of us are more courageous than others. Uh, the, uh, you know what? I, I think the, uh, you know, if if NYCFC lose MLS Cup, I could I could understand the possibility of him staying to c try to you know finish the job. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what an incredible season! What an incredible time uh, when the the stock is at its highest uh, to make a move. I know there's interest in Italy uh, as well. He wants to play in Italy or Spain. That's what I, what I've heard. West Ham is interested. I know West Ham is up there, by the way. But yeah, Run. Spain would make sense, obviously, because a lot of what happens with specifically young South Americans is they want to go somewhere where at, at least at the very beginning, language is not an issue. So like right. Spain could be one. But Italy is another part, by the way. But to your point, Chris, it's a, I think it's it had NYCFC not won. It would have been, uh, uh, you know, hopefully a mountain, not as high to climb to keep him. But now, obviously, with all the success, Golden Boot, et cetera. But he's very Latino. You know, he's like, wait a minute. Kanye West, Hamon, Mekir? <laughs> Those are two things well, I love. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I'm telling you something like, and he's very, and he's very, he's very South American, man. He knows exactly. And, and to your point about the barber, he better find, I mean, I think you'll find it more in Spain than you do in Italy, at least cheaper wise. I don't know. But it'll Probably. be interesting to see what happens. It's easier to find Dominicans to give you a fade in Spain <laughs> than it is in West Ham. <laughs> and if anything, you can fly in uh, Mariano from Real Madrid and he can there you go. Up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, I mean, amazing for NYCFC. Congrats to both of you as well and everything that you have done. All right. But let's move on here and let's talk about the clubs. That, it's no secret if you follow the Cooligans, of course, that uh, Chris is an Everton fan, Alexis, an Arsenal fan. Uh, those videos that we saw, amazing when you went. To England, of course, even Paris before. I mean, guys, you, you're traveling everywhere. What's up, Chris? What's going on with that? <laughs> you know you, what? You're getting, you're getting those points. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, the last the last few months, you know, we've had the 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 opportunity to like just shoot our shot, just do just big do you know try to do big things, and really, you know, we have uh, you know, we went to ever so I'm the, obviously I'm the Everton uh fan, Alexis Arsenal. We went, we got to see, we call it the Cooligans Clasico. Uh, when we when those two teams play and we got to see it in person uh, just uh, just a couple weeks ago. And that was I mean, look, I, I we all kind of went in like, oh, well, Everton is they've lost seven in a row. There's probably they're probably not going to. Yeah, it's win. over. It's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah, right. Real and, somber and, on his end until <laughs> the actual match. And then the Mari Gray <laughs> with the absolute uh, stoppage time stunner. It was unbelievable. So we, we filmed the whole um like mini documentary around it and uh, that that will be out soon so uh you know stay tuned for that but yeah, so it, please stay tuned to watch me watch arsenal lose at old trafford and at goodison <laughs> what a wonderful trip yeah. a lovely, a lovely like, experience. Uh, episode one and episode two is just alexis just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so annoyed at the screen it's yeah. old school like tv to be continued <laughs> I know. but to remember that though that going to that point about uh arsenal and alexis i mean it's been you know it's been interesting right after an iffy start to the season things are going really well for the gunners at the moment even pepe is clowning opponents around i mean yeah it's league one opponents but still regardless uh but one player alexis has fallen on hard times i mean pierre emmerich Aubameyang. Uh, originally a captain, no longer. Now we're talking about maybe leaving the club that wasn't involved in the League Cup as well. You tweeted a, a good poll here. Does Arsenal play better 
without Aubameyang. Uh, obviously, <laughs> overwhelming. Yes, I guess it depends when you ask it. 2.30 p.m. <laughs> on December 19th when things were still running. What are your I'm thoughts about Aubameyang? Alexis was awake. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I set my alarm. 2.30 Pacific, so he was good to go. <laughs> It was Alexis, a but tweet, what everybody. advice? What advice would you give to Pierre Emerick Aubameyang? Uh, you know what? Hire a uh, a moving company now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gone, my friend, my friend. You gone. Um, look, he's got to move on. It's I I, I appreciate Aubameyang. I respect Aubameyang. I'm happy to see him. Uh, you know, live out the rest of his career somewhere else. I've said in the past you shouldn't give a three year contract to a 30 year old, but we had to do it mm-hmm. when we did. It's a lot of money, but we had to do it because we had to stop the tide of our big names leaving. And now he could go. We've got this young crop of of amazing kids. I think 18 of the last 20 goals we've scored as a team have been scored by uh, players under the age of 22. We are fine for the next six to eight years. We just need to get some other younger players in, and that starts with striker. So Obama Yang, love you, homie. We'll remember you forever. Those goals in the FA Cup were incredible. You got to go, my G. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is, there is a, a short leash out at, uh, at Arsenal. Have you uh, heard I, of uh, Kanye West Hamong? <laughs> hey, Kanye West Hamong, have you heard of it? You out, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, we saw, um, like, really the issues at Arsenal are really, like, kind of maintaining a, a winning culture. And anybody that kind of gets in the way of that, you, it, it's at least good to see a coach like Arteta say like hey I don't care how much you're paid I don't care what you know uh, uh, how quote-unquote valuable you are to this team Mm. if you're not buying into my philosophy then it's not going to work and you know even getting to see Obama Yang twice you know so I'm at Old Trafford and at, at Goodison Park and just missing chances that he probably should put away like you know there's something either uh, psychologically, or just something missing from his, his current, like you know, in his current run of form. So yeah, which um, is interesting because Pierre, when he first arrived, one of his, I mean, he said it passionately: "I want to be an Arsenal legend. I want to lead this team." And piece by piece, that really hasn't happened. And to your point, both your points, this is now an Arsenal philosophy that doesn't rely on winning mentality, but a mentality that educates. That's why you have Saka, Martinelli, uh, Smith Rowe. I mean, uh, El Chucky Patino uh, from the League Cup game as well. All these players that are now, like to your point, Chris, you know, the winning mentality. So, all right, so let's play a quick game then, Chris. Where do you think Aubameyang's going in, Jack? So I was, I was saying this on our Twitch show the other day. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned that the situation not, might, may not be that simple, and it might be we might have another, like, Mesut Ozil situation on our he hands. He just stays for a while. Where yeah. they can't really get rid of him. He gets paid quite a bit of money. Uh, his wages are very high. I, I I don't expect that they want so much money for him because they know they're probably going to lose some. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've heard the interest from like Barcelona and all this other stuff. But I'm like, I don't know how. Nobody has money, and then they have money, and then they want Holland, and they want Mbappe. But we, but now we can afford Mbappe. Uh, none of it makes sense. I don't think come January it's going to be that simple. And I don't think he goes to some tremendous club that is like successful. Yeah, his weekly wage is the problem. Yeah, right. yeah. He's right. look. He's going to go to the Africa Cup of Nations. He's going to get rejuvenated. Maybe he comes back with a different attitude. Maybe he doesn't. But at the end of this season, he's gone. And yeah. whether he's gone in, we sold him, or we found someone to take him out on loan and to pay his salary, or at least a portion of his salary, or. He realizes, dude, you're not a starter, so you're just going to live out the last year of your contract kind of riding that bench and getting, you know, cup minutes. If that's what he really wants for probably the last, 
you know, peak year of his career with his skill set, which is, you know, running at players and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt yeah. he's going to want that. So I think he's him and his, uh, I think it's his uh, brother and father that are his agents. Oh, are that, 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 that makes me feel good. That's about always good. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, let's uh, move good on. I don't like... have one of either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of either. I can't have yeah. both of you. I no, can't do I it. No dad and no brother. Yeah, no well, that... agent. It's me with a different voice. <laughs> <laughs> and that, unfortunately, is exactly what's going to happen. All right, let's, <laughs> let's move on to Everton, by the way. Uh, Chris, uh, 14th in the Premier League. I mean, you know, a valiant result against... Overachieving. Chris. Thank you. <laughs> As of late, well done, well done. Yeah, that's a Rafa Benitez <laughs> team. That's a Rafa Benitez special, uh, for sure. But let me ask you quick, uh, regardless, obviously, you know, obviously, you know, Rafa in, Rafa out. It's way more, it's deeper with Everton, I feel. Yeah. So what, what would be your Christmas wish list? What, who needs to change? Um, first, I mean, I think the first on the list has to be just every uh, uh, a healed Team, uh, just a not uh, just an injury free team is probably the, the wow, one he thing with I, excuses. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Bro, did you see we got we got 19.9% possession against Chelsea? Okay. I think we're That's we're playing good. with actually injured people. Okay. <laughs> it is <laughs> they should be hospitalized. You get more possession when you get out of the bus and you're holding yeah. the ball. <laughs> it, it is look, um, the Corey got injured. Uh, 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 Dominic Calvert-Lewin has hasn't played a game in yeah, o- o- almost a year. Yeah, uh, um, Alan is injured. Seamus Coleman injured. Like there's the issues with with Luca Dean. Like he seems to be gone in his in ego January. is injured. <laughs> well, it's but it makes the, the 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 frustration is that there isn't a clear like sort of transparency of like what issue Rafa has with these players. Mm-hmm. I they, clearly they're butting heads. They clearly them some there's some sort of issue. But I think there, but no the, manager does that. No manager comes on and is like, "Yo, I'm gonna tell you what the problem with this dude is." You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but no. unless you're Jose Mourinho, <laughs> yeah, Jose but the, Mourinho will true. tell you the problem before. Jose Mourinho will post it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and he'll tell exactly what he. No, but yeah. Chris, to your like, point, but Chris, to your point about the squad though i think the the other issue though is that this is a squad that's been the same forever there's no imagination here so do you think it's a bigger problem than just the squad rafa maybe it's the ownership the director of sport like you know you know we we always know we already know that that person already said goodbye so do you think that's a bigger issue or is it just because of uh health and injuries and remember that we met all these people christian guys (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) held the fa cup in the dressing room remember how these people welcomed us in anyway go ahead christian what do you (laughs) look we were we were we were in liverpool talking to all the evertonians and and really everybody voiced these concerns what you're mentioning the board and blah 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 and look i can't who knows if the board is specifically responsible for why fabian duff has no first touch. I don't know. <laughs> that can, that can't that doesn't make sense to me. You could ask his mom for that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Did but he I, get bit by a radioactive Jazzy <laughs> Zardes? <laughs> My the, the, the frustrating the frustrating thing is this on the, what's happening on the field. I, I don't think the the the, the players are agree on what the tactic should be and what and I also don't think Rafa believes he has the players to implement a system that he also believes in if you Everton they they clear the ball like Jordan Pickford has to be literally they put a cape on this man because he has to do everything to keep them in game yeah fair play well all right listen before Alexis jumps in one question okay is Rafa the right man for this yeah I, I okay 
look, first of all, I, I, so it's not even a yes or no. It is Everton has have had about five managers in about mm. five years. Mm. Um, there's no way you can say at this point that another manager is is what what we need. Another manager will fix this. Unless Several managers can, unless have had the opportunity. Midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wayne Rooney, manager midfielder. Um, this is well, that actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> there is there is a, a a a culture issue that you just you just need somebody there for a couple mm. years. Two three years to just input, even if it's the wrong culture, at least it's consistent. You know that's what. So everyone's gonna need. be goth. I don't know. We just need a culture. <laughs> Give me your thoughts, Alexis. What What are your thoughts on I, when Carlo Ancelotti left? It was oh, the, probably quite possibly the worst thing that could have happened uh, to Everton. But that was that moment where you said you need to hire a manager of that ilk, or your club slides out of the availability of hiring managers of that ilk. The only one available was Rafa Benitez. So you had to take him. And what happens when you hire Rafa Benitez is you take all the negative that comes with him. I just said this on our show, but um, Peter Crouch was telling a story about when he first got to Liverpool, one of the players that was on the team was kind of struggling and went up to Rafa and was like, hey, I'd love to get some help and figure out what it is that I'm doing. And Rafa's such a data guy, and he's such a guy that says, like, do exactly as I say and you'll succeed, that coming to him and saying, yo, I'm having a problem, I need some help, he sat that player for four matches. He's yeah. like, boom, you're out of here. It's like, no, you're, then you're not listening if, you, if you're asking you for help, which is insane, but that's <laughs> what comes with Rafa. So if, if the players just get behind what he wants, at the very least, you won't be relegated, and you hope that as they're building this new stadium, they're going to invest a little bit more than one and a I half just million. Want, I just want Jerry Mina to get his flavor back. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know injured. what I mean? Another like, injury. Another I just injury need, back. yeah. The, the facts remain Everton are 14th, 19 points, and uh, they're only eight points above relegation. Though I do feel that there's more teams struggling. All right. So listen, we're going Not to Arsenal. Keep, yeah, yeah. We know. Here we go. <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's uh, Christmas holiday goodness. As we give you the top five footballers for a night out, which players top the 2021 naughty list, and much, much more. Kego Lasso, Cooligans, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Que golazo. Got the Cooligans here, Alexis Guerreros and Christian Polanco for your holiday goodness. Right then, we're going to play some games, everybody. And let's begin, boys. Jack Grealish, Phil Foden uh, got reprimanded after the Leeds game. Uh, they went out. I mean, they're young boys. I don't really blame mm -hmm. them that much. But Pep Guardiola apparently is really, really strict on discipline. Uh, so I wonder what happened with Benjamin Benny. But anyway, then we'll talk about that in another <laughs> game. But this is uh, Jack Grealish and Phil Foden. They went out and obviously they got uh, disciplined, whatever. So we were wondering here, Lasso, the top players for a night out. So I'm going to get the ball rolling and then I want the boys to just chime in. OK, so here are mine, guys. All right. This is what I have. And I want you to think carefully about why I chose them. OK, they're not necessarily all because they're all crazy or whatever. But it's just because when you're going out on a night out, you kind of want somebody in your back. So the first one for me, John McGinn. I'm sorry. John McGinn is the best player in the league to go out. He's nuts. The second one, James Milner, because you need a designated driver. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> the third, Olivier Giroud, because he'll just get you in everywhere, right? Uh-huh. He's so pretty. He'll mm-hmm. hook you up. Or no in everyone. <laughs> like no matter what happens, Olivia Giroud will hook you up. Okay. Uh-huh. The next one, the next one is uh Alan Saint Maximin. I just think that he'll be so much fun. Don't you think? Like he'll just be a good time. And the last one, of course, Gianluca Lapadula. Those are my choices. But who would you have as your players to go out? Let's go with you, Alexis, first. I'm okay. If I went out with Olivia Giroud, I wouldn't be able to have a good time because I'd be staring in that man's eyes. <laughs> uh, majestic. Look at this. That's, that's, that's not a human being. How are him and I the same animal? That's not real. <laughs> that just can't be real. Uh, Look exhausted. at him. I'm exhausted already just looking at this. Okay, um, yes, get rid of that image because I can't. I can't think about it too much. <laughs> Why is he looking at me like that? He was looking at you guys like that, right? Um, I would right. probably. I'd start. All right. So first, I'd have to go. And this is going to be a lot, but I'm going to go Emil Smith Rowe, Saka, and Martinelli. Because oh my those god, guys, don't go out to the Tottenham side of North London. First Jeez. of all, they're they're celebrating like crazy on the pitch. I can only imagine what the bro, party they're going to have you doing TikTok dances, bro. <laughs> young, that. and I can't wait to jump in a pool on an inflatable uh, unicorn. Okay, uh, with Saka. I'm just Emil Smith Rowe looks like the kind of guy that says I'm going to go and get all the drinks, and he takes like three hours because he's too polite for the bartender. Like you oh, need like, he's some- not- if the bar's weeded, he's not getting in. No, he's a sweetheart. He's yeah, just going to sit there fixing his hair the whole time. Uh, whatchamacallit. So I'll pick them. Um, I want to I wanna say Alfonso Davies, right? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the last one is Karim Benzema, because I oh. want to film, wanna film oh, a music video. It. Okay, but Alexis, <laughs> be very careful with Karim Benzema. Oh, no, no, no. I'm well Make aware. Make sure you know where his phone is at all times. <laughs> this is why I didn't put Karim Benzema and Giroud at the same time, because there would be videos of me <laughs> drooling over Olivier Giroud, and then he'd try to scam me with it. <laughs> um, Go ahead, I mean, Chris. There's a, I mean, look, uh, we mentioned Yermina. Yermina, obviously one of the best dancers in, uh, in world football. Yeah. Uh, yep. So he has to be there. Um, I, I yeah, I, I was get, I was going to say Alfonso Davies as well. That's a good choice. Interesting. Uh, just, why, why do you think Alfonso Davies? I mean, you, I mean, look, as far as his, uh, like, uh, in, IG videos and TikTok game, IG live, like the, the guy like knows that, on social, yeah. he's funny. He knows he doesn't take himself too seriously. Jokes around. Uh, he's also, he's someone we've always wanted to have on the show. Like he loves good music. Yeah. Great personality. Drake, follow- you saw when you saw when Drake followed him. You saw that video when yeah, he lost yeah. his mind. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a down to earth human being. I tell so. you one thing though: if we all dine and dash, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Like no man, we have oh. to pay for it because we'll get caught. Oh, my fat ass is paying for this meal. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, this isn't this isn't a night out, but. Bro, I want a Twitch stream with James Rodriguez. Bro. Oh, okay. That, there's nothing better, okay? Just really not taking your job and life seriously on Twitch, <laughs> talking to the homies. Just the I- prince of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> He's, like, inviting you to his, like, Aladdin-like castle and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would, I like would it. love it. Uh, it's a good one. I'm and- really surprised none of you have picked James Milner. You need a designated driver, guys. You need nah, somebody. We got He's Uber. He's a soccer dad. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You got Uber. That's true. And I was going to say Rooney, but I don't I don't know where that night ends up. Nah, he'd Irish, he'd Irish exit at this age. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's. Uh, you have another one before we move on, Chris? No, no. Keep going. Let's keep. keep All right. Well, let's keep going. Let's go. Well, let's go with the naughty list. There's been a lot of folks uh, in 2021 who we think, you know what, you might not get a gift from Santa. So I'm wondering, out of all the players around, who do you think should be in the naughty list, Alexis? I'm going to say Obama Yang. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to go back to Arsenal, 
But, uh, you know, you, you say you're going to go help your mom move. And then you take a couple extra days and you completely forget about all of the COVID restrictions when you get back as if you don't make 350,000 pounds a week and have people who handle this for you. You know what I mean? You ain't going on kayaks to find a fight. My guy, people handle this for you. Someone well, handed you a might. If it's his brother and his dad taking care of the travels, they might go on kayak. But someone tells you, yo, you need to come back on this day and do this test and be prepared for this, for this training. Stop acting like you didn't know all that. I just think when you're a captain, man, you have the role of being a captain. You just throw it away. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Aubameyang is my choice too. Chris? Um, this is a tough This is a tough decision. I mean, I guess if, if we're, you know, it, it's... Digne for whatever he did. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, it's like if you have to make it very personal in your own club, it's just like this, like, what happened? Like, ¿qué pasó? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just absolutely baffling just these... these um, you know, we were. You mentioned Alexis mentioned earlier, like, oh, a, a manager is not going to say what a player did. But Arteta was like, well, Obama did not show up. Or, <laughs> like, they they can do it if they need to. They okay. put out a public statement. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so he would probably be uh, on there, even though it, so. it's bad because it might even be Rafa as well. Because maybe it's on Rafa's point, I, uh, on Rafa's end. I don't know what happened. No, I, people, I think so. I think so. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about um, which team would throw the best Christmas party. Chris Polanco, let's go with you. What team do you think, what club would just throw the all-out shindig? Well, you know what? I think because we were we were just there, especially after an MLS Cup win, NYCFC, because they did something incredible at, in, in, in Portland. After the MLS Cup victory, they uh, rented out a, a, a hall for all the for a bunch of supporters, might have been like four or five hundred people, rented out a hall, got them all food, uh, and, cool. and had and and the players came through with the MLS Cup and celebrating with the players. NYCFC, I like there's the you know if 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 there wasn't a concern about COVID, the holiday party would be well, absolute <laughs> oh, yeah. madness. It's right that now. city football group money, right? Yeah. Alexis, Dude, they actually they actually empty the hotel of food. It started out with like chicken satay and all that, and mm. it ended up with a pile of corn dogs. They were like, this is all we got. This is all we got. Eat the corn dogs. I'm going to say we were also just there, and here's the reason I'm going to say uh, PSG. Mm, okay? First okay. of all, Neymar, Messi, Sergio Ramos, Jeannie, uh, Donnarumma. I mean, Jeannie Wijnaldum, Donnarumma. All these incredible players. But we never got a chance to get media passes for that match, and we couldn't understand why. And then as would we're standing you, you the like this, like Neymar, would you go out with your hat as well? 100%. And I hope he solves that crime. He's yeah. I, think, I think the dude in the black jacket is the guy who did the crime. Uh, also, what? I mean, clearly he's searching for a vampire. I mean, yeah, listen, why why is Salvador Dali here? I don't know, guys. I love them in Carmen San Diego. I yeah, think uh, this is incredible. But, yo, we saw the door open to the media entrance, and there was this table. It looked like you were on the Titanic. It was <laughs> shrimp cocktail everywhere. There was an ice sculpture. Fam, I'm going to hang out at Park the Prawn with, with the players. That's the party I want to go it. to. I like that. That's a good idea. My choice is Newcastle because they have more money than PSG, and Geordies can party, man. I'm telling you right now. It might be a mess. There yeah. might not be a club in the Premier League after that, but it's going to be a party. It's going to be the it's saddest part. The saddest <laughs> party ever. All right, let's uh, let's move on here. How about, this is a fun one, uh, holiday season, obviously, Christmas time. The top five, uh, it doesn't have to be five, just top managers who could double as a mall Santa. I have my list already, but uh, Chris, I don't know if you had a list or you thought, who is a manager that you think, you know what, you'd be so good as a mall Santa? Uh, bro, I mean... Ronald Koeman, 
He's <laughs> available. Oh, I, I, so. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> and he's available, yes. <laughs> so, he ain't doing uh, none. <laughs> it's a good gig, uh, you know. Um, Ronald Koeman. Obviously, you have like, you know, Steve Bruce. I'm, I, you know, obviously think of the chubby white guys. But, uh, <laughs> I got yeah. one. And he would make yep. the greatest most answer who would not give a damn about your kid or his gifts. Mm. Go ahead. Bruce Arena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Be bothered. <laughs> I was thinking of Bruce Arena, actually, because he would be he would be if he was up for it. Yeah. Great. Here's one for you. Uh, this is more bad Santa. Maurizio Sarri. He would just Aww. be so angry the whole time. In just the kids crushing cigs. <laughs> hey, look at this. Look at this right here. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Maurizio Sarri would have the worst time ever, and I would be absolutely <laughs> loving it. But to your point, others, maybe Sam Allardyce, I think. Obviously, yeah. it would be a good Mario Zotti would be like, oh, kids, uh, not, I'm not real. Which one of you is a wingback? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your parents one. are dead. Get over it. Yeah. I got the greatest. Doesn't even need a chair. He's just going to squat the whole time. Bielsa. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Bielsa would be so philosophical. He'd be like, what do you yeah. want for Christmas? A truck. And then he'll give you a three-hour essay of why uh -huh. a truck is not the right It just thing. so happens that I have an Excel spreadsheet about trucks. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> Guys, we have missed the best one. Piojo Herrera. Oh, my Ooh, God. Could that's... not sit in a seat. First of all, <laughs> a guy with no neck always deserves to be Santa. I mean, well, that's dude, what the beard is for, to hide it. It goes chin to chest. I love this man. <laughs> that would be incredible. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, listen, let's move on here because there are also some players as well who wouldn't necessarily be santa but they're cute as a button as our friend jimmy conrad says so who would be the players who could be the elf on the shelf i mentioned uh alexis that joel felix would be really good just because look at his face man he is elf on it but that said that he's not he's, he's too tall so who who would you have as an elf on the shelf you know what i what i what i notice uh elf on, i'm gonna say a name that you're probably not familiar with but when i think of elf on the shelf i think of like the head being a little bit bigger than the body like the the characteristics are really big, and there's a player that just started his Arsenal career. Um, I like to call him Charlie Latino, uh, uh, <laughs> even though it's Patino. Um, but his ears are so big. Dude, he, he was on my list for this, so I agree with you. Yo, he kind of looks like uh, you know, a, a, an elf on the shelf to well, me. Well, he, he's 12 years old. This kid, he's so <laughs> yeah. young. Des, I don't know if you have time to throw the image even after later, but he's so young looking. Yeah, he, absolutely. That's a good choice. Any more? Um, just thinking about shorter players. Uh, I what's his name? You know who I the the MVP of the uh, of MLS, uh, Carlos Heel. Carlos oh, Heel, okay. former Small Villa player. Yeah. Stack, but he's one of those. He, you know, they supposed to move the elf on the shelf. His would move on the but on his own. Patino. There's Chucky Patino. Look at this kid. First of all, ninety percent ears. Look at this kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> I love this kid. He's, he's, he's going to be a legend. Yeah, uh, but, but boys, Chris, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Maxi Morales. I, yes, uh, Maxi's obviously there. Another name uh, you have to uh, include is um, Lorenzo Insigne. Yeah. Obviously, just, mm -hmm. a, I mean, cute as a button. Just, yeah. uh, you, you really, you can't even find him. You can't grab him. Uh, he's <laughs> difficult to, to There to he is. Down. Look at him. Look at him. The, the, the kid on the right is just smaller than Insigne. <laughs> Wait, which, which one is he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, and I'm sure you've experienced this when you uh, you we're, we're all around the same height. Right. Uh, when you play against shorter players, when you play against a good athlete that is like five, three, five, four, it is one of the most frustrating. So things. annoying. This is what I love about soccer and football and this like the, the beautiful game that is that is it's sort of like the great equalizer kind of thing where yeah. you can be an incredibly short person. 
uh, you could be a short king or queen, as they say, yeah. and and still be able to dominate a game. You can't you can't defend against players this small. They they just evade uh, any kind of. But you can't you know, be fat and slow. I mean, it's just really disrespectful. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Maradona towards the end, like he could do. I mean, he could do whatever he wants. But yeah, man, that's he, what I he, meant. He gained a few pounds. <laughs> I meant Maradona. I was gonna say Papu Gomez as an elf on the show, oh, but wow. I, I was but I was watching an interview with him after the Barcelona game with Sevilla. He's kind of scary looking. He looks like a a character from a Guy Ritchie movie. I don't know if he'll be an elf on the shelf so i got one ingolo kante because he's just oh, smiling that's so yeah. cute right and you know what he's going to defend the kids no matter what happens. yes <laughs> he won't let anything go nothing absolutely 100%. no kids are going to touch any of the package any of the gifts before christmas <laughs> right. i tackle right into them i love getting two-footed with a smile <laughs> yeah no, uh, one quick you did you hear this note about ingolo kante that Obviously, he's a nice guy. has a great personality. Everybody loves him. But he, when he's on the pitch, he never helps any opposing teammates up. Yeah, you know, good for him. Yeah, he's that's just, it's like a very psychological, interesting thing. He's yeah, like, no. he's, like, he's like, I draw the line. At helping <laughs> yeah. well, I like, can't uh, be so nice. Like, I, you know, <laughs> so nice. I love that. I, if somebody puts their hand out and Angola is like, nope. No. <laughs> I'm really yeah. sorry, man. He probably feels terrible about it. Too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to finish up, by the way, with a very controversial topic. Uh -oh. One that's going to be super interesting. As you know, the Cooligans, uh, New Yorkers, myself as well. But, you know, pizza is a massive part mm. of their life. And Alexis, first of all, talk to me about Hawaiian pizza. What What, what is it that you absolutely det you detested, I presume? Hawaiian pizza was invented by a Greek guy in Toronto, Canada. Uh, it is not Hawaiian in any way, shape, or form. Um, it, when it started out, it was called is Polynesian. Is the Canadian style. guy not from Hawaii? He was, no, he's a Greek guy. He was Greek. Not uh, Greek-Hawaiian? No, yeah, a huge, huge population of Greek Hawaiians <laughs> in Toronto, Canada. Uh, <laughs> massive. A Greek-Hawaiian living in Canada. <laughs> if you need a demo to find it, it's right there. Right. I, we're confusing the hell out of any English people watching because we are mixed, but not that mixed in, in this area. Uh it was considered Polynesian style because tiki bars were popular. And first of all, Hawaiians don't put ham on top. I mean, don't put pineapple on top of pizza. Mm. They glaze ham. Gelatinous fat needs an acid. Mm. What better than a sweet acid? There's no gelatinous fat on deli ham that all your stupid pizza places are using. Also, you would never ruin great pizza this way. You know what this is like? If you like uh, pineapple on pizza, Luis, that, that's like putting ketchup on a rocon pollo. <laughs> Okay. Like, that is like, like the, that the is entire sacrilege. country of Puerto Rico? <laughs> Ain't that, I mean, they put ketchup on yeah. a broken boil. <laughs> Latinos put, I mean, I don't know, like ketchup, definitely. We put it on cereal. Shit. Yes. Know, but um, not on a broken boil. Right, so, Chris, you feel the same way. Uh, I do, but I look. I Alexis is the pizza expert. He mm. he was. Yeah, Alexis was doing pizza tours for, uh, for years. Uh, he I is the it. one that's way more passionate about this. You know, I he he said. You know, when he said that sweet acid, I'm like, mm, I love that sweet <laughs> acid. Okay, girl. That was see that you. was Christian. That was Christian's nickname. Your pizza. That was, <laughs> that was, nickname that was very. <laughs> That was very impressive, by the way. You got to get up after 10 a.m. more often. I think. Yeah. I love <laughs> no, it is. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, what my about God. This part that Desnar has put up, by the way, in the All or Nothing thing, where Weston McKenney and Buffon were talking, and McKenney was like, to Buffon. 
saying you don't you don't put ranch dressing on on, <laughs> on your pizza. Chris, what do you think about that? Did you see that? I mean, ranch dressing is obviously gross and doesn't belong anywhere uh, near, uh, you know, any Latino. But some people have their their interests. I, look, this is a uh, you know, I, look again. Uh, uh, Alexis is way more passionate about this than I am. I yeah. just I feel bad. I'm disappointed in Weston McKenney. Yeah. I just like the the rest of you. They are disappointed in him. Uh, right. But this it, might it, be the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> this that, is not how you bond with your teammates. So no. uh, Weston McKenney really needs to. And also, this. I want to stop this that the Italians somehow know more about pizza than New no, Yorkers. No, because on. if it wasn't for New Yorkers, y'all wouldn't even know you had something good. Oh, it's preach, because of baby. us. It's because preach. of us that it became popular. Uh, pizza is like a like a hot person from a farm town that came to New York and became a superstar. It's yeah. because of us. Pizza, pizza's Kelly Kapowski in like season two. That's, not, yeah. Yeah, that's wow, exactly right. I'm just going to say, I'm going to tell you just one thing, just in defense, right? Peruvians love hawaiian pizza no 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 peruvians drink that yeah. start there and we italians italians wouldn't even have pizza if it wasn't for peru record or because guess where the tomato seeds came from from south america so every okay. now and again i just have to defend hawaiian pizza but listen to chris's point alexis is the pizza king so uh, the moment you started talking about acid and stuff like that i was like man <laughs> All right, this, this guy knows his stuff. But uh, no, look, LME is right. If it wasn't for Peru, had the trade with the with this with Spain, Spain sold the uh, sold mm. uh, tomatoes to Italy. They thought it was poisonous, so they only let the poor people eat it. They just used to use it as a as a as sort of like a uh, garnish to show yeah. they were rich. Poor people would rub it on the bread. That's, That's right. how it ended up on pizza. If That's it wasn't right, for the New World. Y'all wouldn't have anything. And by the way, noodles came from China. So what is Italy besides fusion food? Y'all got nothing on your <laughs> exactly. own. Polenta. Polenta. Dile, yeah. Dile. We should have spent the entire hour just shitting on Italy. I don't care what you like, buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of name is that anyway? <laughs> so, oh, I'm in go. I'm in go. So yeah. what, bro? Ranch everywhere. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, this has been an absolute blast. But before we say goodbye, we always do final thoughts with Heath Pierce, Jimmy Conrad, James Bench, JJ, Jonathan Johnson. So I want to leave that to you, Cooligans. Final thoughts. Anything that you want to bring up that we haven't perhaps discussed. It can be about the beautiful game. It can be about something that's coming up for you. Final thoughts uh, before we wrap this up. Let's begin with you, Chris Polanco. Uh, I, my final thought is I'm just absolutely honored uh, to be here and getting to know you and work with you. We've known you for, for several years. I, I, you know, we always talk about this, the just uh, the Latinos that are in this game, especially covering this game in, in the United States. Look, everybody has something to offer. We're both stand up comedians. And the fact that the Cooligans uh, exist in this space and are welcomed and, and loved by other Latinos and work together, it's there's, it's absolute, absolutely beautiful. You see right there on the shirt, more female, black, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, LGBT voices in sports, uh, the Meg Radio shirt. So I'm glad this is a, a, just a personification of all of this shirt. So thank Preach, you. Brother, Preach. And I love the fact that a Peruvian had to sit here and listen to a Dominican and a Cuban <laughs> talk about their sport. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Oh, uh, but here's what I'll say for my moment. Uh, 
Yo, Arsenal are going to finish in the top four. I told you so. Trust the process. Arteta in, baby. I knew, I knew he was going to finish with an Arsenal Yo, comment. But he, remember, he, remember when Everton were in first place for like two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> remember when Arsenal were in last place? <laughs> wow. I'm just going to say Aston Villa has a European Cup. That's the only thing I'm going to say. But that is it, my friends. Alexis Guerreros, Christian Polanco from the Cooligans. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate you. Alexis, always a pleasure, my man. Absolute honor. Thank you so much, everybody. Make sure to follow the Cooligans on Fubo, on Twitter, Alexis Guerreros, Chris Polanco as well on Instagram, and Kego Lasso Pod on Twitter. We are on YouTube.com forward slash Kego Lasso, Apple Podcast, Spotify, leave a rating and review, and CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Have a fantastic holiday season, and we'll see you next time. I'm going back to bed. <laughs>